Welcome to the launch of Egoland. My name is Ethan. My name is Yasin. Egoland is a platform where we release art in the form of podcasts, documentaries, and other mediums yet to come. As we go along, the goal is to curate a discussion around creative sustainability, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle design. You are listening to Ego Radio, which is a weekly podcast featuring creators and entrepreneurs from Toronto. Our first season will be released every Tuesday evening, and today we got the honor of sitting down with Stephanie Kimber. She's a singer, she's an actress, and I'm not going to lie to you, we went off on a lot of tangents. This whole episode is basically one big tangent, um, but we got into a lot of great topics. We learned a lot. We know you're going to learn a lot. Uh, some topics we jumped into were mental health, uh, money, how that affects your freedom, fulfillment with your arts, fulfillment with your life. It was a great episode. Let's uh, let's get into it. Let's let's talk about social media for a minute. Like in general, I think that's another like thing that's like gripped us. That has a us, especially our generation, in such a tight grip. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, especially as an artist, that you feel like you need to be a part of. How, how do you guys find balance in using it as the great outlet that it is to share your your creations? Uh, and not letting it use you. It's weird. It's it's weird. And for me, I think that it's it is it is hard sometimes to balance what we're talking about um, being an artist and feeling the uh, the need to have that social presence and to be constantly engaged and to reply to the things and repost about my music. And because for me right now, my number one goal to for my music and that everyone is telling me is that I need to expand my, my, um, my audience. And how do you expand your audience on social media? You exactly like constant content and posting and promoting and, and working with other people and connecting with other people and talking to other people. And so it's been hard for me to keep this online presence being like, this is who I am. This is my music. This is what I have to offer the world and be that and then not get distracted um, and not be on it too much because I, I don't like social media. And a lot of the time, especially being a singer, I really, I know that I'm very lucky to grow up in a time where it's that easy for me to make music and I can just pick up my laptop and make a song in my bedroom. I'm, I'm so blessed for that. But at the same time, I wish also sometimes that I was born in an era or just a time um, where there was, where I didn't need to worry about social media and a social presence mm-hmm. and all of, all of that side and even YouTube and, and all of that. I love it. And I, and I hate it at the same the time. I, the, I think the this is like, I'm just having this realization now, but I think it's, it's one of those moments where you get to create your own reality. Like, what do you mean? Choose, wow, right? wow, like, wow. Like, if you, if you don't want to spend your time doing that, focus on what you really want to do. And then when, and find someone to do that for you, you know? Like, 100%. Of course, like, there's limits to, to what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you, you can't necessarily get someone to post on your personal Instagram. Yeah. Especially at this stage, but create your own reality, you know? I get what you're saying. That's, that's 100% true. Yeah. It's, when did you get that realization? Like, oh, like just now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think people don't know how to be bored anymore, because yeah. it's oh, so definitely. And they don't know how to be friends with their thoughts. And when I, and when I say friends with your thoughts, I mean like, if you're sitting alone in a room, and your phone's dead. Like let's say you're at the doctor's office, you're waiting for your appointment, you're sitting there for like forty minutes, your phone's dead, you're staring at a wall. Where does your mind go? It drifts. It drifts to your daily problems. But we all have that, at least a part of this, if you guys believe in, like, the yin and yang or the balance or whatever, mm. there's a part of us that... Or I was talking about having, like, a hole missing in us. Mm-hmm. I think we're always... It's natural to have a hole missing in us because that gives us a drive. So when you have wow. that hole missing <laughs> and you fill it up with something that just puts uh, that, that trigger or that stimulates that sense, so, like, you're watching TV and that fills up your hole that's that's just where your attention goes that's where your time goes because it's it's filling that out but if you don't have anything like if you don't have internet if you don't have tv if you don't have whatever whatever you're doing to fill that up you reach a point eventually where you now have a drive to do something about it so whether that's okay i'm just gonna work out a lot now or i'm gonna eat healthy and cook 
I'm going to learn how to cook. You know, then you start building ambition when you don't have or you you start getting like passion and like a yeah. thirst for life when mm. when you're not letting some kind of content fill it up, some like very temporary image yeah. uh, fill it up. So kind of going back to what you were saying about like people who just like scroll and scroll and can't really face that. It's because, well, I'll have the full reason, but it's partially because that Instagram, that like scrolling, that instant like new 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 or whatever it's filling up that that void that so that, that void. there's no real like drive to learn another hobby or learn another passion because because you get this false satisfaction you get false satisfaction exactly so it's like oh i don't really need to do that but that whole st- is constantly just being depleted mm. and that's why if you even like spend one week where you're constantly on it you'll feel the instant effect about how like how depleted you'll feel you know that's yeah. so true. It's just like anything else that we spoke of. It's just people who are looking to fill that void when you need to sit with your thoughts, be friends with your thoughts. I love that expression that you keep saying. I think mm-hmm. that it's I think that it's a it's the perfect way of explaining sitting down in your room in a doctor's office on the bus and letting yourself get getting to know yourself mm-hmm. and getting to know your thoughts and what your brain cuz everyone's unique, right? Like um getting to know what you, what your mind drifts to. Um, cause I always, I like, I like paying attention to what my mind drifts to and how my thoughts, um, change into other thoughts and how I make connections because I think it's cool. Like I'm, a, you know what I mean? And yeah, I think yeah. everyone should, um, learn that about themselves and, and love that, you know, it's something to, it's something interesting. Yeah. Like people like to, like, people like to quote Drake and be like, know yourself, know yourself. Know yourself. <laughs> that you know, was like, Aristotle who said that, too. Yeah. <laughs> know yourself, yeah, bro. Know yourself. <laughs> but it's like, what, what is that practically in your real every day-to-day life? What does it mean? And I think you said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, in your day-to-day life, that's what knowing yourself means. It's watching your thoughts, seeing, seeing where you drift. 100%. And it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know why more people um, don't find it... Um, I don't know, fun or as if you haven't done it, if you haven't done it, maybe I think that that's something that I've done since I was a kid. And maybe I learned that from my parents or, um, just being okay with your own thoughts and also jumping into just like being okay with your own emotion and how you deal with it and, and your own personal experiences with this, that I think that's why I'm an artist because I want people to know that about me. Cause I like that about myself. And I think that it would be cool if everybody um, did that because it would... Obviously, I'm not perfect with this. Like, I obviously um, kind of fall into the same bad habits. But if everyone got to know themselves, that would lead to more passion and more um, like healthier ways to fill the void that we all keep talking about. Mm-hmm. That's really fucking good that you had that since you were a kid. Because, like... A lot of, well, human. I think it's human nature to suffer. Like we, for the most part, a lot of us. You just gotta choose your suffering. Yeah. Like, what do you want? What do you want to? There's, mm-hmm. there's like, I got, I uh, there's this book by Mark Manson called. Uh, you've probably seen it. It was a, it was a bestseller for a long time. Everything's a bestseller. Bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it was in your. What's the title? Um, how it was something like how to stop giving a fuck or some something like that, mm. and um. One of the core principles he talks about is whatever you choose to do, there's going to be suffering in it. So whether you choose to let your life waste away and you don't fulfill your your full potential, what 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 do you get? For, like, what's the benefits for that? Let's look at it like kind of logically, right? You have a shit ton of free time. You can just chill. Yeah. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to do shit. <laughs> but there's suffering in that because you know what you didn't do. So that's the suffering that you're enduring. That's what you mean by choosing your suffering. You can do whatever you want, but you just choose how you suffer. Or you can choose to fulfill your potential, but then you have to suffer the pain of putting yourself through those. Yes. Like, how do you, building discipline, doing the work. 100%. And that's a different kind of suffering. But they're both suffering. Just choose your suffering. That's like, there's also, I'm not sure where this is from, but I, I think I saw it in a video. I watched this a while ago, but it said that you choose, you don't get to choose if people hurt you. You choose who hurts you. 
right? And because mm-hmm. you're going to be hurt by everybody in, in your life in some way or another. You're going to feel rejected. You're going to feel unloved. You're going to feel just frustrated and angry because they did something that annoyed you, you know? Like you're going to feel all of these emotions because we're humans and we hurt each other all the time. Um, but you you get to choose who does it to you, you know? And I think that I'm learning a lot recently that it um, says a lot about who you are and your mental state. Um, by who you choose to keep around you mm. in in your life. Oh, also kind of going back to what you were saying about mental illness when we were talking about uh, when you said you have your theory about mental mm. illness. Um, I kind of also have like a similar thing where it's like mental illness, everyone has has it. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, oh, you're either categorized as having it oh, or you're I not. Am, I am it's, such a It's a gradient. That. Like I'm using your word that you used earlier. It's literally a gradient, <laughs> Yeah. you know? Like, anxiety is not like you have it or you don't. It's mm, you just yeah. fall somewhere on that scale. On the spectrum, yeah. I yeah. think that I, um, it's unfortunate that we have, uh, there's so much stigma around mental illness and it makes me so, so sad. I think that mental illness is probably one of the most misunderstood, misunderstood yeah. things and something that I'm so passionate in trying to help people and myself understand more because why are we afraid of this term? It is, first of all, if it's to a certain extent where it makes your life so difficult that you need to take medication, that you need to talk to somebody, um, it is like any other sickness. It is like cancer. It is not in your control. And that is one side of what I'm saying. And then the other side is that it shouldn't be scary because we all have issues to a certain degree and and the terms that make them what they are don't mean anything they're just let's just say anxiety um people have it from age two age one that everybody yeah, has it it's just you know what i mean they're stressed out they're like oh i really want my food i really need my food i haven't had it in so long you know what i mean they're getting I love a little, that. I love you know that. what i mean cereal. you know <laughs> exactly yeah. and their only way of dealing with it is spitting out their cereal you know what Major. i mean like, you that's not a healthy way of dealing with anything, but that's the only way they know of how to cope, right? And so you have all of these mental illnesses, quote-unquote mental illnesses. Since you're a kid, they just fall to different... And you can either... You either are able to cope with them and have the coping mechanisms and have the support system, or, or you don't, and, and, and you need to go and, and receive help or get help from your friends, family, mm. et cetera, et cetera. I think there's like definitely two sides to it. I think there's the side where it's like, yes, it's like it's like a it's like any other disease. It's like it's like cancer. It's like diabetes. But then I think there's the other side too, where it's like you also have to take control. You know. You need to make the decision to help yourself for sure. Exactly. You have to be brave enough to face yourself. For, for yes. Yeah. 100%. Because it's like you didn't get to choose the environment you were born into, but you get to choose how you. It's exactly what you're saying about emotions, right? You get to choose what you react to. So it's like you were born in an environment, you grew up in a way where you ended up having a mental illness, like let's say, but you get to decide what you do about that. I, I feel like that's the other side of the coin that people 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 can sometimes trap themselves, I feel like. I think because so. W- I think so. If they're, they're, like, if they're not I, I have open a mental to... illness, but they don't do what they need to do to escape that. <gasps> oh, no, you know? of course. You need to. I think that this is a, a sad fact that I think is, is very true, but and I think it's hard for... It's hard to talk about, but um, you're, everyone around you can help you and try to help you as much as you can. But everyone is in charge of taking care of themselves. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. And you should always help the people around you and, and support. And that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just that at the end of the day, yeah. it's, the, it's, up in, it's up to you to help yourself and to grow and to learn and, and, to, and to face the fears that it takes to... Um, overcome something like that and you can't fully overcome anything it's just getting growing past and getting better with it and learning how to cope and and all that but yeah mental illness is something that I believe needs to be just talked about so much more and that I makes me sad that people are afraid to have the conversations about yeah and even going back to what we I think everything in this conversation is so tightly tied together 100% because if you look at like boredom and getting distracted on social media and all that stuff if if you don't take that time to be bored be with your own thoughts you're never going to be able to work through whatever is giving you that anxiety whatever is giving you that depression 
and it's it's so easy to get caught up instead of facing the the fears that go along with um, suffering and and sitting with yourself to fill fill the void. That's how this conversation like kind of comes full circle because people try to fill the void to make themselves feel better because they can't sit with their own thoughts and they can't be bored. And so they turn to social media or they turn mm. to drugs mm. and they turn to this, they turn to that. And it's f- kind of finding the easier way out. This kind of goes on to um, something that we were talking about. I don't remember when, but it's, it's that like, why do people, there's two, kind of two ways that people go in a breakup, let's just say. Mm. They either um, let themselves feel it and go through that emotion and go through the hate and the sadness mm-hmm. and the betrayal and whatever emotions. And then, and then they get, they, they just open themselves up to that and they let them to feel it. And slowly they grow past it and they move on and they realize that's just a moment in their life. And, mm-hmm. but then some people choose to harden themselves and fuck love. I don't want to mm-hmm. deal with that or fuck relationships or fuck boys or fuck girls or fuck whoever you're into. Like, I hate it. I don't want to deal with it. And they kind of harden themselves to the ideas that were a part of that memory. And that can happen with, with anything. Love is love in relationships is just an example of that. Mm-hmm. But if people, a common example that can with your work, even and that yeah, can happen with your so work. So true. The classic story of like that football guy who used to be like super good in high school. And then after he just now 40, just still watches his glory days. Mm. You know, it's like you could either in both scenarios, you want to either way, you want to let those emotions out. So let's say with the love example, if you're going to want to like, whatever, cry or let those emotions come out. But then the second choice is, do you want to hold on to that and still feel that way? Or do you want to allow yourself to choose to move forward? Yeah, it's like this great quote that I, I don't remember where I saw it, but it's like, did you have a bad day or did you have a bad 10 minutes that ruined your whole day? Oh, I right? that. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's, 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 that's so true. That is so true. And people can either decide again to let that ruin their entire day and only, because I know people who will just talk about that 10 minutes for hours the next week week. exactly and it's like why are you letting that affect affect your life so much yeah you know why don't and honestly i've probably done that too and because we've all done especially if you think about it in a different sense if we're not talking about this like one level of like let's just say you dropped everything on the ground that was super horrible but if a 10 minutes that was horrible Mm -hmm. and then it's like you could say oh well why are you letting that and that small time yeah. affect your life, but if it's if it meant that much to you, then yeah, you know, you know, there's also that, that side of it too. Like yeah, like, exactly. Not the not the time exactly. Yeah, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I wasn't trying to minimize anyone. No, no, no. I know like, that. Like, 100%. Problems, but it's just like, yeah, it's 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 again, it's a gradient. That's yeah. the, that's a good way to describe it. It's it's because it, it depends. This the, the severity of what happened in those moments, uh, and how much time you need to get over that. You know exactly. I have like this is a whole other topic on this topic. What Bro, is it? Sorry. Yeah, okay. say it. Okay, give me like a moment to explain. Okay. He's getting settled in. Fuck, I don't even want to get into it. It's way too long. Okay. Just say what you Here wanna go. say. Okay. So just so I have a good understanding of what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. The idea that some bad shit could happen to you. Yeah. And you could feel it for 10 minutes, like say 10 minutes, like we'll use 10 minutes as an example. It could be weeks or months. Yeah. Feel it for that period of time and then move forward. Yeah. Or you feel it for that period of time, but it stays there. Yeah. So I kind of want to get into the idea of like, because we're talking a lot about presence and being present and both of you have a great understanding of presence. Um, but there's also the idea of being too much in your thoughts where you're thinking about the past and you're thinking about the future, but take in when you think about the past or you think about the future that only exists in your mind. Cause that's a projection of your mind, you know, like in reality right now, this present moment right now is the only thing that's happening and your memories are from your mind. They're just projections from your mind your future what you like worry about or what you aspire to be that doesn't exist right now that's something in the future so the past and the present only exists in your mind and the future is only happening right now but saying that that also means that the past present and future is all happening right now and going back to that That idea idea that 
um, you could hold <laughs> on to something like 10 minutes ago or for 10 minutes and you could, you could either choose to move forward by being present and moving forward or you can let that happen to you and like still have that feeling. Wow. It could be that the, that shitty scenario is either if you choose the path of just like being present and like really feeling what you're feeling, then that moment will pass and then you're just going to be wherever you are right now. So say I had like a shitty yesterday, but like if I let that go, I'm here today with like a good group of people. Motherfucking yeah. <laughs> but if I choose the second path, which is hardening yourself and just like still holding on to the past, because like I said, the past, present and future all exist right now because past and future is mm-hmm. in your head. Yeah. So that means that any moment that you have, if you're still holding on to that like shitty moment that happened that like last year, then you're living in eternity in that suffering. So living in the past, in that, in that moment that was shitty, that's going to be your eternity because you're always going to be thinking about that. But letting go of that thought, because again, like I said, the past is a projection of your mind. It's not, it's not real. It's not happening right now, you know? So, yeah, it's shitty shit. If you hold on to it, that becomes your eternity. If you feel what you need to feel, but like choose to be here, then it exists no more because it it's it's no longer in existence. If that makes sense. Holy shit, that was beautiful. It was wow. very beautiful. Yeah. That makes sense. That I, I it makes sense. Yeah, I, makes I understand it too. No, I, I, I completely agree. I think that it's it's hard to get your mind around because we're so programmed to think of time as the past, the present, the future, Monday, as Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Things. Exactly, mm-hmm. as three separate things and also just our entire structure of how we live our lives from um, like all the days of the week and then the, the clocks and everything. So it, it's hard for me to sometimes wrap my mind around the fact that there is no, no such thing as, as time. And um, uh, my mom actually always told me that time is time goes like this in a, in a wave or uh, up and She's down. She's doing in this. a sine wave with her hands. <laughs> it does, it does. When you drive on a road. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, it, it's not this straight line, and that's why it can, maybe things can fall on top of each other, and maybe that's why deja vu happens, and, and sometimes you feel like your dreams are up, up your past life. Like, everything about time, we want everything to make sense, but this we just created time for structure um because someone thought that we needed that to make sense of life and maybe we do you know um but there it's not it isn't anything you know we're just living right now moment to moment kind of want to go because you're what i'm getting from what you're saying well like not fully what are you but like part of what you're saying is like how the clock was a pretty much a tool to stay on schedule but the there's a difference between the time and the clock, which is the time is wow. like the time isn't really a thing. It's it's just happening. And that yeah. clock is is the thing that keeps you on schedule. So the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So because um, we can't deny the, the helpfulness of the clock. Mm-hmm. So would you say that like social media, time should be used, should be understood that it's a tool? And isn't yes? Reality. Wow, I love that. That is, yeah, I've never, I've never thought about it that way. But it is that yeah, time is our idea of time right now is is a tool for mm. for humans and has been since for however long. Yeah, like to a dog, there's no like, there's no time. There's, I always think about that. I always think about that. There's just life and death, and that's. I always think about animals and how they probably perceive. I saw this. You could have just stopped that sentence. I just think about animals. (laughs) (laughs) No, really. They're so interesting because they don't have conversation. Mm -hmm. They cannot speak. They can communicate feeling. They have emotion. Mm. They have wants. They have desires. They have needs. And they, but there's no conversation there. And they have, they have thoughts, but it's more simplified and they live a more simplified life because there's not so much clouding their, their vision. And they're perfectly happy laying down and getting love from, from their owner. Like they are so almost above us in a way because they have, they have such a simple, I'm going to bring it back to the, to the, to the Bible. 
Um, I I think that there's so much uh, knowledge. It, whether you like believe in like religion or not, I think not just like Catholicism and Christianity, but any religion. There's so much knowledge to be derived from the lessons that come from their scriptures. And everyone knows, or the vast, the vast majority of people know the story of Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And the, they talk about the, our fall from grace. And there's the apple. And there's, there's, there's a lot of like, different interpretations oh, of the stories. Of, of the story. <laughs> and you can, you can look at it in so many different ways. And one of the ways that some people uh, who are biblical scholars have chosen to in- interpret it is that the apple that Eve eats is a psychedelic. And that's, and before that, we were, they're, they're naked, right? Look at monkeys, look at animals. Animals are naked. They're not self-aware enough to realize uh, that, they're, that, they, that their bodies like communicate something, you know? So they talk about how Eve ate the apple and then she became self-aware, you know? Mm-hmm. You do a psychedelic and you become a lot more self-aware. And that was our fall from grace in a sense, because you talk about presence, uh, and we, I, I think we all have a good understanding that presence is so important, um, because you can't live, or you, you can choose to live in the past or the future, but I think the consensus is that being truly present to what is in front of you is, the, is uh, a great way to, to live and that's why that's why a dog's so happy because he's not thinking about that one time he he when he when he got <laughs> ran over by a car and broke his leg and broke his leg and whatever happened oh you know right like you like you're not he's not traumatized by those things because he's choosing to be in the present that's right and I think that even myself and so and the amazing thought because mm-hmm. I even find myself getting stuck in the past I feel like I've lived in the past a lot in my life a lot for different periods of my life and yeah, um because it's really difficult not to let things affect you too much mm-hmm. you know and, and we have we have these like massive brains and they can take us to right. great, great. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to human race. You got our big ass brains out here. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I saying? Massive uh, brains. Yeah, we have our massive brains, uh, and most other animals they don't have those massive brains, and that allows them to just be happy, just be present. And we can allow to we can we can use our brains in positive ways to ascend even higher and higher. Or we can use them in negative ways to descend from, to fall from grace, as the Bible puts it. And it's interesting that you say that because from a lot of people that I've talked to, like you guys, and just like people I've known in general who have this type of self-awareness, it's in, I think, all cases to have the, I guess, capacity to understand that you could ascend, you also have to accept that it's okay to suffer, Mm. you know? And it's when when you're like, I don't want to suffer. I just want to be happy. That's when that's when it's hard to move forward because there's on a layers and layers underneath that you're still thinking about that thing you're trying to avoid because subconsciously. When, subconsciously when you say I'm not trying to be like that, that's still you thinking about that. You know, so I don't know if that came across like understandable. No, but, no, I, I understood that. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's um, and what I'm trying to say is that you have to really face both the quote-unquote good and both the quote-unquote bad for you to really have a good understanding because it's not about like doing good or doing bad it's about acknowledging that you have those positive thoughts and those negative thoughts and those positive feelings those negative feelings and really just feeling both of them at the same time uh on is the word objectively yeah okay yeah. yeah objectively and just being okay with it like not saying oh it's good to feel good and bad to feel bad or it's bad to feel good and good to feel bad it's just like good and bad it doesn't it's it's it just is is it just is yeah good and bad is 
there's this great story that you actually just reminded me of. I forget where I heard it, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna butcher it as I tell it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do it justice. All you justice. can do is your best, <laughs> mm, dude. Thank you, yo. That's so funny. I say that all the time, <laughs> yeah. bro. All you can do is your best. Man's would be stressing about exams in high school and shit. I'd be like, all you can do is your best. Don't worry. If you fail, that was the best you could do today. Everyone's like, yeah, and then everyone walks away. This guy's getting a forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, facts. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My story, right. So there's this story about a farmer and his son. And there are a bunch of different events that occurred to this farmer. And they seem good and they seem bad at different points. But they all, it, it all falls, you can only see whether it's good or bad when in hindsight. Right? Because, so, I'll, I'll try to remember the different points. So the farmer uh, and his son are working. And they're working and they need their horses to work. But their one horse that they have runs away. And then the village people say, ah, oh, man, that sucks for you. Your horse ran away. And then a couple days pass, and the horse comes back, but it comes back with, like, four other horses that it, that it linked <laughs> up with. You're like, dang, linked up with four other horses came back. And then the village people are like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Uh, your horse bought back four other horses. And uh, the farmer says, I don't know. Is it amazing? We'll see. Mm. And then, so then his son is trying to tame... Uh, one of the horses and he breaks his leg and they're like oh my god that sucks that the horse brought back other horses that's terrible and the farmer's like well we'll see and then a war breaks out and the the army comes by to draft all young capable men but of course his son can't go because his leg was broken and again the village people are like wow that's that's great you're it's such good luck that your son broke his leg and then he's like well we'll see even in the end because you never know whether something is truly good or truly bad until you're looking at it in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, kind of, that gets we me. We talked about this like good or bad idea a, yeah. a few days ago where it's like, it's it's not that shit's good or shit's bad. What's identified as good is that the the effect happens immediate and what's bad is that the effect happens in long term. So you... When, whenever you say good, so like say, oh, he brought down back horses, that's seen as good because, oh, or quote, quote unquote good, oh, fuck, you, fuck, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I don't It's <laughs> quote unquote good because instantly you see, oh, that's good. But the, the, the long, how like bad is really just long term effect is that, say, the horse ran away. That was just long term that, oh, eventually the horse came back and you got another effect. You know, so it's it's not that shit's good or shit's bad. It's that the the time when the time and the distance when the effect happens varies. You know, and it's not even like oh, it's a positive effect that happens. It's oh, I understand why this happened. Kind of, did that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like <laughs> it's has, it's all. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yasin, you were born making sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I think that, I think that's like, like totally like, that's the foundation of it. You know, that's, that's what it is. You were going to say something. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. I think that it, yeah, it had something to do with, um, just like the fact that one, I'm trying to pinpoint what I was saying because I just find the concept really cool that the whole idea of we'll see because you never know what something can lead to and how you can only find out what something truly, um, its full impact, never, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and how it affected you because it, I remember what I was gonna say now, um, it goes back to the idea of the butterfly effect of how one thing um, at the other side of the world when a butterfly flaps its wings, it affects your life in some way because of this snowball effect. Um, So many effects. So many effects, effects, effects. But how I kind of related it to this, it's that if something happens to me today, I might not know or ever know what something that you said to me, how it changed my life um, in 10 years from now. Because we don't know how things affect us and we don't know how... We're not omniscient. No, exactly. And the, the choices that we make and... But to the smallest little details of the choices that we make, of me turning my head this way and me wearing this today and me um, choosing to come here, but also me being um, uh, an actress or whatever, um, like the big or the little choices, I don't know how that's affecting my life tomorrow, 
the next day, in a year, in 10 years. And, I, and it's, it's, it's insane to think that I might ever know, but also really liberating and, and beautiful that these small little details could change my life or your life or someone's life in, 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 in England or somewhere. You never, you never know, right? And I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah. It's in a cool way, not knowing is very liberating and just accepting that you'll never know something is freeing. And that's at least freedom. It, oh, I want to get into freedom now, but that's been like at least something all of humans or all of everybody is whether we know it or not is after just freedom for yourself mm. and yeah i don't know what are your thoughts on freedoms freedom i think freedom can be found in a lot of different ways there's like and there's internal freedom and there's external freedom it's like there's there's freedom to exercise your will on the world outside of you you know like i want to go to bangkok tomorrow do i have the resources to do that that's one kind of freedom right I want to whip a Benz. That's one kind of thing, you know? Like, that's like an external freedom. And that's what I feel like people focus on a lot of the time. Uh, but then there's internal freedom. And it's do... I'm sitting down here right now with Stephanie and Yasin. Am I able to be present? Do I have the freedom to be present right now and participate in this conversation to my best ability? That's one kind of freedom. And it's, I think... It, there, there's there's levels to freedom and it's like do you wh what type of freedom do you value most and that's what you're going to chase in life you know yeah i think that freedom is a is a weird concept because it can be looked at in so many different ways and for every single person freedom is different because for me personally freedom is not something that i think of very often to be mm -hmm. honest i feel like i know when i feel free in an external way or an internal way but it's not even something that i'm very mindful of but maybe someone else their whole drive in life is to feel free just how other people's drives in life is whether it's subconscious or conscious to feel strong or to feel love maybe maybe you already are free and maybe I, maybe I guess you all the I, that you want. I, I guess so because I I think that's because everything else the um, the subjects I guess that we've we've touched on even though they're all linked they kind of have their own meaning right they've all I've all been I've been able to resonate with them and understand them but freedom is something that I just I am not very mindful of but I am subconscious mm -hmm. does that make sense so yeah. what what does money mean to you money yeah I think that. What do you mean by that? I so feel like... When, okay, so when I say money, what's the first word that comes to your mind? Let's put that again. <laughs> That's difficult. I guess like money. Go, go, go. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm way too, um, I'm way too... That's one thing about me. I'm very yeah. like, uh, I like doubt myself really fast. And mm. so I feel like the word that I'm going to say is going to say a lot about, you know oh, what I mean? Like yeah, being put yeah. on the spot. So I think that... Take, yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to give time, my... Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so what do you think? When you, yeah, when you, thank you. <laughs> money, what's, what's the first word? Duck McScrooge. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's the... You know Duck McScrooge? No. Duck McScrooge? No, I don't know that. He's the dude that goes like... Oh. He's, the, he's, the cartoon, he's the cartoon character duck who like dives in pools of money. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, you didn't have a childhood, did you? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> she just popped out like that. <laughs> Okay, no, actually, what I think of money is, what I think, it's, it's a comment, I'm going to bring this up again, it's, I think, uh, the same as what I think of a lot of these, these earthly, earthly, like I'm a fucking alien, these <laughs> earthly kind of stuff, like the same as what we were talking about, social media, and what were we talking about again? Um, social media at, No, not presence but We're talking about a lot <laughs> We're talking about a fuck ton okay, But what I think about money is that It's a good tool And it sh And use it as a tool But don't let it Guide you in a way Like don't I, I can't say do and don't Because like do whatever you fucking want mm. But You, you don't want You don't want something that 
slants your decisions. You know, you don't want to be like, I'm doing this because yeah, 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 I'm, I that's attractive and that's tempting and whatever. Mm. You don't want to be tempted by shit on earth mm. because shit on earth doesn't stay. You know. Yo, that's 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 yeah. Yeah. Shit on earth doesn't. What stays is how you feel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So money, it's a good tool. Don't get attached. Mm. You know, it's a good use it as a tool. But don't get attached. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. I think that, yeah, I think that it, it is a tool and people, that's why it's, it's often talked about that you can be rich and you can have everything in the world and be the saddest person on earth and be the loneliest mm. person on earth. And maybe it's even more common and we, I, we just don't know because I'm, I don't have all this money, but let's just say, <laughs> but people who think, well, the ones in the world, whoever they are, who think that money will make them happier and that money will make life easier. And then they realize that happiness or maybe they'll never realize them, that happiness and and whatever they were trying to accomplish um, comes with it, comes from yourself, which is what we talked about. But yeah, I feel like money with me because you asked me what I thought of money, this is just putting a different kind of look on it. Mm-hmm. Um, perspective. Yeah, a different perspective. More disorder. I <laughs> have always, for some reason, ever since I was a little kid, um, I actually don't know. I haven't thought about this a lot, to be honest. It's kind of cool to talk about, but I've always wanted... I think that says a, a lot that you haven't thought about money a lot. Uh, yeah, I really haven't. Yeah. But the only thing I know I have thought since I was a little a little kid is that I wanted to become rich to get my mom like what she deserved. Mm. And I've I've like everyone told me that when I was five, six, seven, I just said, I'm going to buy you a car and I'm going to buy you a car and I'm going to buy you a car because I just wanted, and I that's don't, what you were saying. that's what I was saying yeah. to my, my, my siblings. I was being Oprah. You're Oprah yeah. I was being Oprah. Um, and it was always a joke, but <laughs> that is actually, that is actually a real Draw, like ambition of mine like mm. a goal of mine because I just and I don't necessarily think that's a good thing or a bad thing I think that there's positive but there's also negative like I guess I haven't really thought of every my every truth is a half truth yeah it's it's mm. that's really good that let's go back yeah. to that yeah, yeah, let's yeah. put a flag on that yeah, but just going, just just to finish up what I was saying is that there's always been kind of just a a want to give my especially my mom like what I think that she deserves or make her feel and I, I don't I don't know it just I wanted to give give a lot mm. and I've always wanted to give more than just love and just what a kid can get I always just wanted to give Something them tangible. mansions it's, and it sounds like you had a, a strong sense of um res- being responsible you know like you wanted to take on that responsibility you wanted to take on that care. I guess so. I yeah. I guess. I I don't know. I, I really don't. I that's don't. Funny. I'll have to ponder that yeah. more. Yeah. Going 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 further. Yeah, that's fire. I, I <laughs> Thanks. That. That's Thank you. Five years from now, you're gonna like. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> Five years from now, if you don't buy me a car, like. Oh, <laughs> I promised it to everybody. Now I guess. Oh, now you have to. Yeah. No, I better than that. I see you in secret keys. Like. Oh my god. <laughs> this is coming up. Yeah. Here you go. Stop. <laughs> That's very funny. Every truth is a half truth. Let's hear oh, about yes. that. Oh yes, I need yeah. to hear. Um, it's I, I was reading a book about Buddhism, which of course I did not finish, but um, the, yeah, it was it's it's one of the I think fundamental uh, truths of Buddhism, which is that every truth is a half truth because there's there's so many sides to every situation, um, and and that's that's the end of it. That's pretty much it. There's so there's no, just so I get, many different. Nothing. So you're saying nothing is completely true. Nothing is completely true. And no. I I completely agree with that because that just explains a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that goes in. I I think I was just explaining this. I don't remember when I was talking about this, but I think I explained it in a different way, which is nothing can be looked at on surface level. Like everything has a million layers. So if mm-hmm. everything has a million layers, how can it mean one thing? Mm-hmm. Right? Like I can say that I am. I don't know, someone can say that they are something, but they've done things that prove otherwise. And they that's why you can always argue 
two sides because mm-hmm. there is no there is and no it's truth because mm-hmm. like not even not even just arguing two sides you could argue many sides oh many sides very true and yeah not just two yeah, it kind of goes into the idea that like can we even fix someone to something like can we even like say oh you are this because mm-hmm. of this scenario like yeah oh it's hard to like fix someone there's kind of like this thought that like i don't know it's what do you guys think about like it's fixed it's, ideas and being um the difference between like being fixed and being formless it's it's like that um i think it's on a bridge in chicago it's that quote like the river you stand in that you stepped into is not the river you stand in Some, something like that because you're constantly flowing you're a variable you're not static um a river is like a variable the moment you step in it the water that you stepped in is gone the moment we sat down to have this conversation by the end of it we're not going to be the same people no yeah i know i love that idea and that's why i hate when um i used to be confused why i was confused when people ask me the Yo, question so like like, <laughs> i know i'm confused that i'm confused and it makes me confused but i'm not confused that i'm, confused. I'm sorry but I was confused. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all a little confused. Right now. <laughs> End of story. Okay, let me try to I was confused. It. I am now still confused. <laughs> Yo, I'm putting that on a shirt. I was confused. Oh I am now still confused. I love that. I really do love that. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase. <laughs> so when people would ask me, um, how would you describe yourself? Mm. I, cu- I was like, what? And other people I saw on interviews and on, um, this was even just like how a year, a year and a half, like a year, a half, a year and a half ago, because I still thought that I needed to give an answer to that, especially cause I am an artist. I'm a singer songwriter, you know, mm. and I need to give <laughs> these, <laughs> you know, like I need to give these tally summaries telling people what I am in a couple sentences. I don't know why people, I've always, and I've been asked that so much because I grew up as an actress. I grew up with like casting directors around me and my agent and like my mom, not my, my mom never asked me that, but just like, um, I don't know, just all these people around me were just asking me that. I don't know why that came up so much. Like, how would you describe yourself? And I was like, well, I feel like everybody is undescribable. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone is like undescribable though, because I I was always so confused wow. why I couldn't answer that. Why I was confused. That's how I. That's why I was saying that before. Yeah. But because it's such a weird concept to just describe. Yeah. It's a. It's more. It's a business question. How do you describe yourself? Because it's mm. like. Yeah. Asking how a, a lot of businesses just quantifying. And having quick summaries to understand, like, oh, this is this is your mission statement, so I have a basic understanding of who you are, and it's my choice to, like, figure out more about that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's asking the actual question, like, who are you? Or that was the question, right? Like, yeah, how basically. do you describe yourself? Yeah. It's the real answer is I can't even tell you. And, yeah. like, that's, that's the real answer. Because you're a different person Yeah, all and the, the time. business aspect is... Singer songwriter, like what you do, not like. Who no, you are. no, I, I understand when when people are asking that question mm-hmm. literally, but they weren't asking me in like they knew oh, they I was a singer. They like they a... knew I was a singer songwriter. They wanted me to describe myself to them or ask me because I've done like interviews or I've been in conversations when they tried to um, just make conversation. And I feel like in the industries that I'm in, you're supposed to be able to talk about yourself in that way and just sum up yourself in, in a little bit, like I'm this and I'm this, but I don't know what I am. Cause I'm constantly changing. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation because, um, next time I go in for a job interview, I'm just going to be like, I'm unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> yes, you need I'm sorry, to. I can't put it into words. You can't put it into words. Absolutely not. I love uh, that. But kind of, Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> uh, kind of like want to ask, how would you rephrase that question if you could? Um, like if someone were to ask me, yeah. Well, um, how would I would prefer would be, them? Yeah, would you say there's a better way to ask that question? or like? A well, I, I never know what they're trying to figure out because it's, because I don't know if you guys have seen, like seen interviews where people just talk about themselves a little bit 
a little bit, like the type of person that they are. And it's just like, I don't really think they're, I don't think that question should be, should be asked really because everyone's different all the time. You know, I, and I, yeah, just to clarify I, I guess again, the better question is who are you right now? Who are you oh, right yeah. now? Yeah. Like today. Now. Um, and because everybody's going through different, different stuff all the time and they feel different all the time. So just the question of like describing yourself randomly is, it's just always been weird. You know, I find that so interesting that that kind of goes with the same, that question kind of falls under the same category as whenever you ask someone, what's your favorite music? You know? Yeah. What's your favorite music and who are you? It, it could never be fixed to one point, you know? It's yeah. like, you can't ask someone what's their favorite music because the, the, every, every fucking person's answer is going to be everything, motherfucker, except mm. for country. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone's answer. That is so, so true. Yeah. <laughs> the question really has to be, like you said, what's your favorite music right now in this moment right now? Mm. Or who are you right now? Yeah, right now? and like, the, first, the first time I met you, you asked me what music is inspiring. Who is, who is inspiring you most? And I said, I can't answer yeah. that. And then, and then, and then you said, said okay, right, right now. now. And then I can answer the question because mm. it, it, it just makes more sense to me. But these broad, huge questions, it's how are you supposed to, mm -hmm. how are you supposed to answer and then again, I guess just like taking it back to a more practical viewpoint, like we're outside of this conversation, we're all gonna have to go back into the real world and answer this these questions. Hey, yep, 100%. And, <laughs> and as much as I'd like to say it's unbelievable, we gotta say something. And I feel like in those moments, the best way to tackle those questions is to have gone through thought processes, thought processes like this mm -hmm. and come to the conclusion that you're gonna answer it the way that you believe is correct. You know, you're gonna tell them how you're feeling right now regardless of whatever whatever they're looking for exactly you know how you like ex exactly what you were saying earlier actually like you choose how you're gonna let other people affect you, you know? yeah 100 percent, and how other people are gonna see you right yeah yeah so we were talking about plants earlier plants plants, plants. okay yeah these plants these plants okay. we have some ferns out here we got some <laughs> cactuses and and the reason it came up is because we we're talking about like our environments and how our environments affect us. Mm, yeah, yeah. How do you feel like your your work environment affects you when you're creating something, or just like even just like in day to day life? Can I start this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so if we're talking about creating, I kind of want to just like talk about creating in general. It's you can't manufacture something creative. You can't manufacture inspiration, or you can't manufacture art. But you can, or not art, because you can fucking make art, but you can't, like, create creativity, but you can nourish a space that invites creativity. So I don't know if I've said this to either of you before. I think I have. But it's, like, if we're talking about creativity, and um, it's it's like a tree, you know? You can, you can either, you can't just, like, place the seed and then after make it grow you know you have to like grow the soil you have to take care of it and uh, take care of the space Gotta and allow it to exactly and like allow it I, to happen i really like how you are very aware of your environment and you're talking about creating your environment because i i think i'm different in the way that i just let my environment affect me and i don't really choose i think i'm i very rarely choose where i work mm. or um because i'm I'm very aware of the things around me and it definitely affects my mood and how I'm feeling that day and the way that my songs sound and everything. But I don't, I don't think I've ever made a decision to change my, where I'm working at that time, which is why I think it's so cool that you think you encourage that. And maybe I'll try that. Like that kind of inspires me because because I'm so affected by my environment, maybe that'll change um, my work drastically in a really positive way because I kind of just, because I'm a super messy person, for example, so my room will be a mess and I won't clean it up to work. You know what I mean? I'll just sit with my clutter and kind of just deal with it, you know, because that's just, that's just who I am, you know? Um, or if it's, let's just say it's really, uh, it's um, the sun's going down and I'm making music for that entire time, I won't turn on the lights. Like, I'll kind of just let the sun, the sun happen, and then it'll be dark, and I'll be like, oh, shit. And then I'll get up, and I'll turn the lights back on, and that's a different energy. But it's never... 
it's, it's never because I want to change my work environment, which is, I just, I think I might try that now. I think it's like when like, like writers talk about like, if there's a word for it, but basically like going through life experiences, um, and how that adds like value to the content that they can produce because like, like everything is, everything is connected in, in some way, shape or form. And it's how you let those connections flow. I think that like, uh, that, that enables you. Cause like you can look at a person as a filter through which you view the world, you know? Say that one more time. Yeah. <laughs> you can look at a person as a filter through which you view the world. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's this, there are these energies, ideas, thoughts, concepts that are flowing from me to you to whoever's going to listen to this podcast. And everyone's going to interpret it differently, you know? So even so, taking that exactly what you just said right now, me and Stephanie understood that in a different way. Yeah. I love that. I love how, and this is going on to something a little bit different, but I love that everyone sees the world differently. Because if you think about it, we could even be, we, well, actually, we definitely do see colors differently and textures differently, and we feel um, silk differently. Like every single thing that we, that we do and we see is completely unique to us, and we understand things differently. Um, and I, I absolutely love that <laughs> it's just such a cool way of thinking because when you talk to someone you often assume that they understand or that they see this light the same way but they definitely don't yeah like how many times have you gotten to an argument with a with a close friend and you're, you're, you're yelling at each other you're getting into it and then you finish and then you're like oh we actually agree we yeah. just <gasps> understood it in two different ways I know right? or you like, realize that you're saying the same thing but in two different ways yeah things are so interesting because it's like once it gets to that explosive part it's no longer about the thing you guys were talking about but it's it's that anxiety and it's like that tension that whatever mm-hmm. that unconscious tension that you always had it's about your ego it's, it's coming out yeah it's exactly about your egos you know and it I kind of love and hate arguments because yeah. it's 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 release it's like if you're angry and screaming and punching that's the release you know that you're releasing that or if you feel like very sad or whatever and you cry that's that's a release so arguments are interesting because it's you get if you kind of overlook what the content of the argument is about and you kind of try and understand the their intense like you pay more attention to their intensity and what is it that's triggering their their responses you kind of get a better understanding of like what they're really dealing with and like what is it in their life that that's bothering them it says so much about you the way that you argue yeah and if you could like overpass your own like whether i'm trying to be right or wrong you could and you really just try and understand where their anxiety and where their anger is coming from and if you are strong enough to like let your right or wrong win then you could really just like step forward to them and like help them deal with whatever they're dealing with you know like not it's not about the argument at that point it's about their whatever anxiety that they're unconsciously feeling yeah it says so much about somebody when the way that they argue and what they get defensive about and what sets them off and um what hurts them the most and what makes them um yell and you know the things that trigger you to do different things if if the other person is paying attention it it says a lot about what they're going through and what their anxieties are and what kind of kind of person they are which is so which is so interesting that's why the arguments are cool in a way and that's why they're probably showcased so much on on film right because it it gives like a deeper layer of who that person is like when you when you react uncontrollably like in an argument you just like you just let it all out and then when you let it all anything w- that you let out without thinking about it is a, a really honest for- form of like showing yourself because that's mm-hmm. how you're truly feeling you know and even though argument if arguments are tough but it gives you a deeper understanding of people yeah that's why I, th- I think like a lot of the times, I feel like there's a misunderstanding about what being nice really means. Don't being nice, bro. Because, <laughs> because you, sh- you should be nice at one level, right? It's like... Oh, I, you sh- you I have should... a difference between niceness and kindness. Like, my interpretation of it. We'll okay, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it later. You should, you should care for the people around you. But I feel like 
it should come from a genuine place. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, I think guys get trapped in this a lot. Um, at least that's what I'm able to see because I'm a guy and I can relate to that position. But like, there's this whole, everyone's here like, oh, be like, don't be a nice guy. Don't be like, but I think like what's, what's really happening is it's be a person who can express your opinions uh, in a way where you're secure with who you are mm-hmm. and and understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of the times when people end up uh, becoming pushovers, and I know I've been a pushover at certain points in my life or in certain situations, let's say, it's it's not because you don't have a value or you don't have a belief, it's because you don't know how to express that value mm-hmm. or belief. That's true. I really like what you're saying. Uh, I th- think this is kind of how I'm understanding mm-hmm. what you're saying. Um, there's a difference between, or also this is my personal interpretation, but there's a difference between niceness and kindness mm. that at least I've noticed. And how I see niceness is that niceness comes out of fear. Yeah. Kindness comes out of love. Wow. So niceness, I love that. you're nice to someone because you're f- afraid of being rejected. You're afraid of you're afraid of nobody liking you you're afraid of like that you're not worthy or whatever like you're you're being nice to people because like there's some kind of deeper layer layer of fear that's coming out of you and that's kind of what you were saying about uh kind of like pushover like the idea of don't be a pushover because but the idea of being pushover is that people being pushover it's like i said pushover like 12 times (laughs) that's okay Um, that I guess the stereotypical, or I'm going to push over it one more time. <laughs> That's okay. But, hold on, let me say it two more times. But, um, <laughs> push over, push over, push over, push over. Push over is like, you're saying yes because you're afraid of something. And the idea of kindness, that kindness comes out of love, is that it doesn't, it just, you just do it because you care. You know, it's it's not like you want something out of it or anything, but you just, like, genuine, like, fucking damn you. You know, it's, it's just, like, you actually, there's no, like, fear behind it. You just, mm-hmm. like, genuinely give a fuck, you know? So when I say fuck being nice, that means, like, fuck being nice out of fear and just be, like, kind because for no reason. Yeah, I don't know. That's my new fucking life motto right there. I think that's so. It's so. It's so. Straight up, straight up. Honestly, like you, it's it's very admirable because it's really easy. I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna merge into this too much because it's way too big of a subject. But I think that women um, are very very pressured to be nice. Mm. Um, from the second that they're a little girl, because I've felt this my entire life and I still struggle with worrying that someone's not going to think I'm nice and someone's going to think that I am a bitch. You know what I mean? Because if if a girl's not nice to you, she's a fucking bitch. And I'm so happy that now women are taking that word and say, yeah, I am a fucking bitch. And And I'm going to be one if, if I'm not given a reason to be kind to you, you know, and I'm just learning this now. And I feel like this is programmed into little girls Mm -hmm. be like, be a nice girl, be polite because nice and polite also go hand in hand because yes, you can be polite and that's, that's a good thing. But if you get too, too, um, caught up in your mind with the, I'm so sorry, please. Thank you. Mindset. And the mindset that goes along with that, it's, it's absolutely toxic and it's toxic and it's out of fear. And Girls are instilled with the fear that that no one's gonna like them, and that, and again, this is an entirely other topic. But to close it off, I feel like, of course, everyone feels it to a certain extent. But as a woman, I know that it is something that is instilled and expected for um, us to be for some reason. And slowly, hopefully, that's gonna be completely. So that's very admirable, and it's like. Thank you for saying that because I really, really like that. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's, it's, that's, that's just like, it's, it's something I, I didn't even see it from that perspective to be honest. But now that you say it, it's, it seems so blatantly, like blatantly obvious, right? It, it's, it's like how, how pe- people talk a lot about like gender roles and whatnot, right? And I think there's a lot of bullshit that goes along with that because the conversation isn't fully understood yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 100%. it's so new. 
Um, yeah, but so I think that's, new. I think that's such an important distinction that you made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, dude, I just wrote that down on my phone. Like, fuck being nice. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make, I, I'm gonna integrate that into my life. I, that's what I'm. No, same here. It, like, I really, it really inspired me, and I, I'm definitely gonna take that forward because. Just hearing Niceness it has expectations. Kindness doesn't have expectations. Yeah, it's just like Niceness hearing. Niceness is scared. Kindness is loving. Yeah. Niceness is fucking like worrying about something else. Kindness just happens right now. The thing, yeah. The thing, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that it seems so obvious and it seems so right. It's just, yeah. I, it's like I needed right now to hear it in that, in that way. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that it's, I'm so happy that I, I, I heard it in your words right now because it, it definitely taught me a lot, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to that like a few. Definitely. So yeah, uh, Stephanie, thank you for coming out here. You're an actor. You're a musician. You're an artist. Right now. <laughs> Stop. Right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not you dealing with that. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get an answer from me <laughs> from that question. All right. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, please come back. Please. <laughs> I'll see you later. Goodbye.